Welcome to the new. Every experience with God's Word promises to be refreshing and transformational. Receive today's message with high expectations as it brings power, light, and a fresh anointing to your life. You know, I was just thinking about the, the, the theme of today's service is the man Jesus. There's so many things. I can literally preach on the name of Jesus. That's literally one of my favorite topics in the Bible. Um, there's so many things. But I just truly think that there needs to be more gratitude to God and to this Jesus. You see, when Christmas Day, and I hope you know that 25th is, anyway, anyway, because many people say 25th is the day they give birth to Jesus. That's not true. Right, um, but that's not for today. Um, but I think Christmas Day is a day of reflection, it's just a day to truly absorb. Um, you know, this is how the Holy Spirit gave it to me this morning. It says, um, that this is the day where love was born on the earth, the day where love was born on the earth. That's the day Jesus came. There's so many things we can talk about the name of Jesus. But you see, um, I truly want all of us to have this posture as we come into the new year of Thanksgiving. Um, I know that as the year is closing up, and many people did not even enjoy their Christmas yesterday because um, they're thinking, what did this year what did I make out of this year? What happened this year? This year means nothing. I didn't get anything. I didn't get all the things I wanted. All the things I believed God for. It's not happened yet. So why am I even celebrating Jesus? What is the point of all of this celebration? You know. Um, thank you, Jesus. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Spirit of the living God, I ask as I begin to teach in the short spirit that I have, I ask that you would open the eyes of understanding. There would be illumination and our hearts would be filled with so much light. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And the church says aloud, Amen. Amen. All right. Quickly, in Luke chapter 1, and if you read from verse 25, um, you will see where the angel of the Lord came before Mary and started to talk to her about the birth of a baby called Jesus. And um, let's, let's, let's read it, everyone. Let's read it. Um, so Luke chapter 1, let's start from verse 26. Let's start from verse 26. All right, let's read, everybody. One, two, ready, and read. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, the virgin's name was Mary. Verse 28, and having come in, the angel said, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you amongst women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of griefing this was. 
Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, pause, look and see, you would conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and he shall be called, and his name is Jesus. Verse 32, it would be great and would be called the son of the highest, and the Lord God would give him the throne of his father David. Verse 33, and it would reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Next verse, verse 34. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? Verse 35. And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit would come upon you, and the power of the highest would overshadow you. You see, this is a message on its own. <laughs> also, the Holy One who is to be born would be called the Son of God. Verse 36. And indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month of her who was called barren. Verse 37. For with God, nothing will be impossible. This is somebody's team for 2020. Yeah, just 2020. Just take that word as, as, as it. And run with it. Let's go back there again. Verse 37. Everybody, let's declare it together. One, two, ready and read. Let's read again. One, two, ready, read. Read again. One, two, ready, read. Read again. One, two, ready, read. So put it this way. For with God in my life, nothing will be impossible. Say it again. Say it one more time. 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 So there is no impossibilities in my life. Declare it so there is no impossibilities in my life. Because I don't see impossibilities. The only thing I see is the God of all possibilities. For with God, nothing, nothing shall be impossible. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right, let's go verse 37. That one has dropped inside somebody's spirit. Verse 38 then says, Then... Mary said, Behold, the man servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. Say it again. Lift your two hands and say, In the year 2022, I cooperate with every word of God and every prophecy over my life and my destiny. Be it unto me according to your spoken word oh God somebody say amen, amen. say it again amen. amen say it again amen, amen. now if you look at because of time I just want to skip all, skip all the things I wrote here that I want to teach but if you look at all the stories of Jesus number one 
the angel showed up and gave Mary a prophecy about the coming son, the savior of the world, Jesus. If you look at that verse of scripture we just read now, Luke chapter 1 verse 38, very profound. She says, be it unto me according to your words. So you see there that there was a cooperation and an obedience from her part to partner with that which God was doing. Now if you go to chapter 2 of the scripture, there was then the shepherds. These guys were just tending to their sheep and the angel of the Lord appeared and stood before them. And then again, they went to see Jesus. Now, watch this. When you look through all of this, okay, let me give you one more. In verse 26 of, uh, of chapter 2 of Luke, there was a particular guy in that scripture, Simon, the intercessor. It was the one who was waiting for the consolation of Israel. He would wait on the Lord and pray. There was another lady, Anna. They were waiting to see the birth of this Jesus. Number two there, you will see that not only did Mary cooperate in agreement to what Jesus was coming to do on the earth, you would also see the shepherd. You would also see Simon and Anna in cooperation with all that God wants to do. Now let me hear you say this very loud. When I started the story of Jesus, I realized that the story of Jesus sums up to just one thing. And what made Jesus finally come to this earth is the story of obedience. Now you hear this. Not only did Mary obey the will of the Father, not only the Simon and Anna carried the burden to obey the passion that they received in the place of prayer. Not only did Joseph obey to actually even marry somebody who the whole world in those days is a taboo. Not only that, the angel of the Lord will show up to him and say, the people are trying to kill your son. Now leave the city and go to another city. They'll wake up very early, carry a baby, carry the son, carry the wife, um, Mary, and they'll go again to another place. So if you look at the celebration of this Jesus that the whole world stands still on the 21st of December, what is backing that up that you all see is obedience to God. Let me charge you this morning. You can talk about Christmas and celebrate Christmas. But the word Christian is Christ-like. So there is no birth of Jesus if there were no series of obedience to birth that Jesus. And as believers, there are certain expectations from us to be truly Christ-like. And it's one thing your total surrender to this Jesus. And when I mean total surrender, I'm not talking about you coming to give your life to Christ. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your cooperation in obedience to him. You see, the moment Jesus was born, it was that very day love was introduced to the earth. Scripture says that Jesus is the express image of God. 
the very reflection of God himself. In moments like this, in Christmas, I saw one memes yesterday, I was just laughing. I think it was on Daniel Status' story. Someone put, you know, this funny memes, says that glory, so I think it's glory or something, glory is risen. And that person now replied that you will know people who did not finish Sunday school. <laughs> you know, because some people actually think it's today that he died. So let's just thank him because he died and then, you know, it was today he was born, not today. But it wasn't today actually. But anyway, let's leave that one. Let's just celebrate this Jesus that died for us. Now, turn your Bible with me to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. F- pardon me, 1 John chapter 4 and verse 18. 1 John 4, 18. I really did. How many of you felt freer when you just worshipped God? You know. If you didn't, go home and continue. 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. Let's read this together, everyone. One, two, ready, read. There is no fear in love, but perfect love. So write this down. Number one, Christmas is the introduction that love has destroyed fear. Love has destroyed fear. Number two, Romans chapter 8 and verse 35. Romans chapter 8 and verse 35. One, two, ready, and read. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? Verse 36. As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long, and we are counted as sheep for slaughter. And write this down also. At Christmas, it's a reflection that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Finally, write this down. The love of Christ is reckless. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 18. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 18. Let's start from verse 17. All right. One, two, ready and read. That Christ may dwell in your heart through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the, what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height. Next verse, to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye may be filled with all the fullness of God. Look at me, everyone. What I want to drop in your heart this morning, very simple, is that you are the most loved being on the earth. No, no, don't even generalize it. Like, we are the most loved being. No. I am the most loved being on the earth. And at Christmas, it's a perfect time to reflect on the love of Christ. I know there are many people who 
this year might not be the best for you. You were not really glad. Maybe so many things didn't turn out the way you wanted to. Do. It could even be that yesterday everybody was killing chicken and all you could kill was bummer. If you're in that category, come and see me after service so we can share the promote together. <laughs> and I noticed that towards the end of the year, there's this unusual depression that comes. It's like, what, is, what have I done with my life? Four years done, waka. It's like they start remembering songs that, you know, then they go and listen to all those late night song that will make them more depressed all those them Britney Spears Katy Perry aha uh-huh. there's one song one song I'm trying to remember aha uh-huh. make I not lie make I talk through one time I did chase one girl like that I always sing that song if you sing it I only have the right to that song um I love be strong. I don't every time I see you in my dream. See, this generation is Peru, Para. They don't even know what I'm singing. Only one want me, that's the only one. I'm satisfied you go jam it. Better come to church. <laughs> Do you guys know the song? Babe, I didn't sing. It wasn't for you. I didn't sing it for you. It was the former one I sang it for nothing. <laughs> you guys don't know that song. But, you know, people just listen to all sort of songs. Then you play Yanni. Then you lie down. Then that's when you go on Instagram. Everybody's on pajamas. <laughs> then you... You know, jam or anything, you know? No peas, no jams, nothing. And to now make matters worse, some people, you know, saying that yesterday they break up with some people. <laughs> yesterday, just break up with some people yesterday. Um, I don't think. <laughs> you know, I like some girls, Sha. Some girls that they try. <laughs> At Christmas, they don't wait. Christmas Eve, they won't talk. Christmas, they were sharing chicken. But I had breakfast. And you just, you just think about the old year. And you know what makes some people angry the most is crossover. Because as pastors, we, we push you. You get you ready for the new year. We say, this year is going to be so great. So everyone is... So sometimes people just get tired and they come back to church again. Okay, let's just come. But let me tell you something, everyone. You would always need the words of men to keep you low or to keep you ahead if you've not anchored on the love of Christ. Please, remember this. He loves you. And that should be the highest point of Christmas. That love was born for me. I know we say for God so loved the world that he gave the world. But this love was for me. 1 John 3.16. Please show me that scripture. I think it's 1 John 3.16. 1 John 3. 
verse 16. Media, please. Glory to God. Look at this, everyone. It says, but this we know love because he laid down his life for us and we also ought to lay down lives for the brethren. Don't get into that race of comparison and Christmas. This family killed three chicken. My own family couldn't even afford one chicken or um, what's going to be my life in the coming year? What's going on with me? The next one is I don't even have friends that I can go and visit on Christmas Day. Just so many thoughts. Please know this and know peace. God loves you. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters. So I'm going to train you on something today that the Holy Spirit asked me to do. It's a scripture that you've read and you can recite even in your sleep. But I'm going to show you and that is going to be your Christmas gift from me today. And it's Psalms 23. Media, please take it there. Psalms 23. No, before you take it there, we're going to recite it, everyone. Please, everyone, shut your eyes. <clears throat> you know, I'm the only one permitted to open my eyes. So I go, no, the people will not go Sunday school. Some people, it's the grace they will share. Not the grace. Psalms 23. Let's read it together, everyone. And look at me, everyone. This is how I want you to, to read it. I want you to read it loud. Like you're saying it and you're yelling yourself. Because this is what I want to leave with you today. How he loves us so. Oh, how he loves us. How he loves me so. And oh. How he loves me so Oh, how he loves me How he loves me Alright, shut your eyes everyone. Let's read it together. One, two, ready and read. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. It makes me lie down in green pastures. It leads me beside the still waters. It restores my soul. It leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I would fear no evil for thou art with me, thy rod and the staff, they comfort me. And you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. You anointed my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I would dwell. All right, pause there. Show me the, the um, TP, the new, the um, 
passion translation the passion translation I need a mic a mic just a mic every pastor here would explain one verses each for me they know the grammar now Which one could reach my tongue now? So this is my last service here, so I'm just enjoying my time with you. <laughs> the Passion Translation. Alright. Let's read this together. Verse 1. 1, 2, ready, and read. David's poetic praise. Sorry, for him. No, go ahead. Just you alone. David's poetic praise to God the Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. Explain. I think he explains himself. The Lord is my friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. It simply means that with God, you cannot be limited. You have every single thing, every need, every time, everything is supplied. You cannot be limited. Nothing can be withheld from you. Before you think about it, God shows up for you. You have more than enough. He's your friend. He's your shepherd. He keeps guard over your life and there is absolutely no need that cannot be found in God. Hallelujah. No need, no solution that cannot be found in God. He's my best friend. Hey! <laughs> Glory to God! I have more than enough. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Verse 2. So she will read and then she'll explain. Verse 2. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace. The quiet brook of bliss. Okay, so I'm going to take us back to the NKJV. <laughs> let's let's come down. Let's make it very simple, right? So it, it says there that it, um, it makes me to lie down in green pastures. And one of my favorite scriptures ever, um, and that's always been a source for me, is that scripture that says that either is planted by the um, streams of water. Sorry, it would be like a tree that is planted by the streams of water that gives forth its fruits in season, right? So if you think about green pastures, you think about a well-watered garden. It always, um, you talk about fruitfulness, right? Mm. You're not dry, you're not in a wilderness um, situation and all of that. So God, the Lord helps us, I mean, makes that provision for us in those very low moments of our lives, right? So you find yourself building, giving fruit fruits in the right season. Hallelujah. You know, one of the things, that TP translation, one thing that caught my attention there is the luxurious love. Take it back. Who's there? He offers a wrestling place for me in his luxurious love. Have, have you ever been to this luxurious hotels before? And then he says that when you come into him, you have the luxury of his love. Oh my goodness. Say it loud, I'm loved by God. Verse 3. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure 
and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. So God is a restorer, is a restorer, and at every point um, in our lives, at every you know um, pathway, whenever we are moving along in the journey with Him, He ensures that we are always full of life, right? He ensures that we always have um, the abundance of His life at work in our lives, and even when we you know have issues and all that, He ensures that we are restored. You know, he ensures restoration at every point in time. And so it says here that let me push that a little bit. Let me say this quickly. I just felt led to say that. Restoration doesn't only mean when the devil takes money from you or takes your cars. Do you know that there is a realm of restoration of soul where people's damaged soul can be restored to normal? restoration of pain and hurts God can restore that back to you and there is something David said about the restoration of the joy of salvation you know there are people who are passionate for God but something happened and the joy of their salvation was taken away and God can restore that back God can restore passion back you don't want to do anything you don't want to do a life anymore but it restores that back God can restore passion. Like, you just want to give up. You want to get tired. You don't want to become anything again. You just decided to take the easier way. But God just supernaturally imposes his strength of his spirit back into your spirit. So he can restore you back. Lift your two hands and shout, I'm restored now. Lift your two hands and say it one more time. I'm restored now. You know, there's some of you under the sound of my voice called You know, there are certain things you used to do before. It was, it was something people could identify with you. For some people, a business you started, but people defrauded you. And your call is business. So you say, I'm not doing anymore. But God is restoring that passion back. In the name of Jesus, is restoring it back to you now. In the name of Jesus. My God is a restorer. My God is a restorer. As scripture says, if the thief be caught, seven times will he restore back. You are restored back seven times. Seven times. Seven times. Seven times. Seven times. Seven times. For some people, your mental capacity needs restoration. For some people, you see, because let me tell you something. When you were growing up, from the age of two, your parents would ask you, what do you want to be? You get say, I want to be a pilot. You had dreams. And then somebody spoke you out of it. Somebody told you, I say, you are in nonentity at the age of five. So you heard that so much. I'm in nonentity, I cannot amount to anything. And that passion that was in your heart from a child, do you know that their children have makeup designed by them already? From one year old, two year old, you can actually see the pattern. But sometimes your direction, the things that happen in your environment talks you out of those things. But God is a restorer. God is a restorer. He can restore your passion. Let me say you something. Some people under the sound of my voice, timidity is not the fruit of the spirit. You are restored back to strength now. Your voice becomes louder now. 
I declare you are restored in the name of Jesus. My God is a restorer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, sir. Next person. Sometimes God can restore back. Uh, let me let me let me put it this way. There's what we call supernatural memory loss, where you just forget your past by the spirit. You can't just trace it again. Like you are literally. Do you know that has happened to me? I'm telling you. I, I know what I'm talking about. I can't understand when at some point I was literally angry with my dad. I've shared some of the stories before. Like angry. When we're growing up. I mean, because of some of the things that happened. My sisters were not coming home. I didn't want to go home again. But I know what it means for God to restore you back. Like you are literally looking for that hatred. But it's not there again. It restores back your, your normal states. The real you he created. Some of you, you are just hard and brash and tough. It's, that's not you. You took a shell, a, a screen to protect you. So you became something else that you are not. Some people, you want to get into prostitution or all those, um, let me just be sleeping around. I'm going to break all the guys' heart. Da, 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 da. But that's not you. Something brought a side of you out. But you know, God can supernaturally restore and the next time you want to do that, you'll be like, what is this that I'm doing? I don't pass this level now. You are restored right now. Amen. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me. For you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely for you are near. Wow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, Duro, this verse is so, so deep because I see a lot of fear, 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 fear. And that's the weapon of the enemy. That's right. You know, the devil tried to use fear to blind you to see what God has already done. God has already won the victory for us. In the, I'll go back to the New King James. Says, "Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death?" And we all pass through trying time. Every single person here, there's a time when you go through. There's a period of your life where you feel you can't see yourself getting out of this situation. Like, how am I going to get out of it? It feels like you are the only one. You feel sad. You feel depressed. And then that fear comes in. Like, oh, how am I? Will I ever? Will I ever? And the devil has used it to blind people. But God is saying here, "I am with you." 
Bible says, I will never leave you or forsake you. Those times are the times when God wants to walk with you, walk you through. He, di he didn't say he would take you out of the valley. He said, I will be there with you. He would walk you through that valley of the shadow of death, and he will bring you out. And the person that entered the valley is going to be very That's different right. from the person come that came now. out. Because you, are, you will come out a stronger person. You will come out a better person. You will come out more refined. And he teaches you lessons in that valley. Hallelujah. And every single person goes to that valley and that fear that the devil tries to bring it's a lie it's a lie because God is right there with no matter how dark he says the valley of the shadow of death so imagine first of all a valley is deep a valley is like a lower portion then there's a shadow again that is covering that place so everywhere looks dark and then you can't see wow. what's happening but God is right there He's right there beside, even in the darkness, in the deep darkness, he's walking with you, he's walking through you, and he's bringing you out of whatever shadow it is that the devil has tried. Hallelujah. You know what, the verse of, that verse, I love the part that says that, it says that, Lord, even when your part takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear would never conquer me, for you have already have. It means, you don't conquer me already. So what, what is left for fear? I'm conquered by God. Amen. You become my delicious feasts. <laughs> Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with the fragrance Hiya. of your Holy Spirit and you give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, a feast, a feast. So when you came out, when you come out of the valley of the shadow of death, what you meet, the first thing you meet is a feast. Hallelujah. Well, that's the first thing you meet. So you don't stay in the valley. Hallelujah. Because there's a feast. Jesus, Bible talks about Jesus. He said, who for the feast that was set before that's him. That's right. He endured the valley, despised the shame. Hey! And is now seated at the right hand of the Father. Hallelujah. There's the feast ahead. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So there's no need for depression. Hallelujah. You need to be more conscious of the feast hi, than hi, the hi, pain hi, that hi, you're hi, going hi, through hi. right now. <laughs> be more conscious of it. Let it be at the top of mind. Hallelujah. Because there's the feast. Glory to God. He said, even when your enemies dare to fight, what that means is that there's somebody, there are some people that are going to contend for your feast hood. Hallelujah. But there is a win hood. Hallelujah. Because God has already conquered. Glory to God. God has already conquered. He said, I've already conquered. He's conquered them already. So when they dare to fight, hallelujah, you know, I'm just reminded of what I read yesterday. You know, um, God was telling Gideon, he said, go after them. And all that he gave them was a trumpet and light. Who goes to war with trumpets and lights? What are you going to do with that? It's because they've been conquered already. Hallelujah. Bible says that they blew the trumpet. They were set in battle array and they began to kill each other. So even though these enemies are going to dare to fight, hallelujah, they're going to kill each other because your feast is guaranteed. Glory to God. He says he anoints me with the fragrance of his Holy Spirit. What that means is that fragrance is something that does not stay with you alone. It has an impact around you. That means that people can come in contact with you and they will experience that same fragrance that the Holy Ghost is going to be upon you. So people are going to see there's something about this person. There's something about you. There's something about you. Glory to God. And finally, he says, he gives me all that I can drink until my heart overflows. So don't drink alone. Let other people experience it. Glory to God.
me tell you what you all need to do. Go and cut this part of the service and go and listen to it again. Okay, he says, so why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I will return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. He says, so why would I fear the future? The Bible says, if can any one of you through worry had a cupid to your height? It means that everything is settled. The Bible says that before I formed you, I knew you and I called you a prophet. It means that God has everything in store for you. He, he has this perfect plan for you. All you just need to do is just walk in. It says, for your goodness and your love will pursue me all the days of my life. All I just need to do, like he said, is just to engage the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the one who helps me in this life he says do not lean on your own understanding for when you when you ask for my for you and um, when you ask of me I will direct your path so what he's saying is that just lean on the Holy Spirit everything is already sorted everything is sorted your provision every single thing his love everything is sorted in Christ Jesus hallelujah you don't finish Make they add, make David add more now. Say after me, I have a good shepherd. And I'm loved by God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Merry Christmas to you all. hope you were greatly blessed by today's message because God still has so much he wants to share with you. So stay connected every week to experience uplifting and life-changing moments in his presence.